Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is America. I want to welcome you today to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here over Red State, Red State Talk Radio, the largest talk platform in the nation, most listened to as well. And hey, those of you who are traveling through deserted <laughs> maybe you're driving through i don't know uh deserted times square be sure i mean it's very easy to do now uh look up above ripley's believe it or not and the red state talk billboard is right there above iconic ripley's believe it or not and every hour uh the cl bryant show does pop up there in times square and old cl's face is looking right back at you so thank you all for coming along with us as we journey uh on our way here today uh we will folks folks we will make it through this too uh, why because we're americans we will not we shall not go away quietly into the night we will fight and we shall prevail we will prevail over uh, we shall we shall prevail over uh, this too hey uh for people who beat back fascism and you say well that's just people against people that's that's a, that's this is a, a virus that we we don't even see we don't even know who has it but friends listen um when it comes to resolve um, of being victorious over an enemy, foreign, domestic, or even invisible. If there is a people, if, if there is a people that exist that can actually take this down, if you're an American citizen, take pride in the fact that you are among Americas and the world's best hope. Uh, yeah, we have, uh, of course, friends and allies everywhere who have brilliant, brilliant people who um, work with and for them, scientists who are incredible, uh, who are not American-born. But friends, the resolve, the word resolve, is a word that I think that uh, many times we do not really hold to be precious anymore. 
there's no resolution. There's no resolute people uh, anymore. Any wind that comes along pretty much blows us around. But uh, what I want to say to you today, and I want in opening this show today, I want uh, to uh, say this, and I want you to believe this because it is true that if there is any hope that mankind will get past this episode in in our earthly journey, then the greatest hope for that occurring, rest assured, and the rest of the world knows it as well. It's here in America. And even though um, we're seeing that, you know, of course, any governor, and I'm not not mad at Andrew uh, for this uh, at all, for doing what he's doing at all, finding, uh, reaching for whatever solid thing he can reach for to bring hope to his people in his state of New York. You know, he has uh, the um, good news um, that perhaps it's slowing there are uh, other contradictory reports, uh, not contradictory reports, but uh, to the contrary statements being made that you should not judge the decline and the death rate over just what you're seeing in a one day. It has to be a trend over a three, four day period. And so uh, even though uh, the governor has every right uh, and he has um, he should take he should take every opportunity to be positive and encouraging to the people of his state and to the people of America. But uh, I think it's, uh, it's premature. We all know that the president is doing everything that he possibly can uh, to uh, keep us safe. And uh, in some ways, uh, Congress appears to be wanting to work on defeating this, but in too many ways, they seem to be wanting to turn this into pigskin. Yeah, a football. You had to be carried up and down uh, the political football field until somebody knocks it loose and uh, somebody fumbles and Nancy's about to fumble it, though. I'm telling you, Pelosi's about to fumble this ball because she is indeed uh, playing very loosely with it right now. This next stimulus package and oh yeah it will be another stimulus package that comes down the pike and the words of jefferson will uh, continue to ring true in the ears of most of us once the people discover that they can vote themselves benefits money it will spell the end of the republic yeah and what have we learned through all of this we haven't learned a whole bunch about the virus, I can tell you that much. We we really don't know. We do know that it's a killer. We know that. We do know that it affects everyone. We know that. But we don't know how many people have it. We don't know who gets uh, it and and uh, we know it's transmitted, of course, on surfaces and so forth. But the the fight that we're ra- waging now um, is probably the most primitive that 
human beings can wage. Do you realize that? That's hide in your cave. What we're doing right now, and no, I'm not saying it's not sensible. Of course it's sensible. Yeah, of, of course it's sensible. But but this behavior that we are engaging in, even though we have all the gadgets and tech, uh, high tech things in our caves now, you know, you have you have thing called a smart TV, uh, an ice maker, you have a computer. Uh, that's how this show is going out right now in your cave. You have that in your cave. You have all this stuff in your cave. You have your iPhone, whatever, you know, in your cave, your Android, whatever you may have. You have it in your cave, running waters in the cave. But this is probably the most primitive reaction that we are able to see from humankind. And that's what we're uh, experiencing right now. We're hiding in our caves. I shelter in place. That's what you did when the dinosaurs were around, looking at the pterodactyls and, uh, you know, whatever, you know, we're, we're flying around. Uh, you know, you hid in your cave. And that's what we're doing. I don't care what you call it. Or you can, it's safe and, and it's smart. But I just want you to be aware if you haven't noticed, and we, I'm sure we have, this is probably one of the most primitive reactions that we as human beings, um, you know, go to. This is our go-to reaction. Hide in your cave. <laughs> oh, yes. And uh, the beat goes on. No question about it. Uh, we do prepare for um, a new wave. Um, in fact, I don't. Newt's not a doctor or anything. He plays one uh, sometimes. I think in, a play, in community theater. But um, we must prepare according to Newt. And of course, he's uh, in the know. He's on the road a lot in D.C. A lot in contact with the president. A lot in, in, in as long as he doesn't say the president said, you know, <laughs> we know that uh, he is credible as far as being a news source is concerned. Newt Gingrich is warning Americans as well that uh, there could be a new wave of um, this virus. So be ready for that. And all that's in the midst of Japan, uh, prime minister declaring a state of emergency there. And uh, the whole world is. Uh, their ant bed, our ant bed has been kicked. There's no question about it. It's been uh, trampled over, and we, in many cases, uh, are on the verge of hysteria while we hide in our cave, uh, exemplifying that primitive reaction that human beings have when we are afraid. We find something to hide in or under. That's what we're doing. We're hiding from this we're trying to hide from it and it's smart because it's one of those things that uh can get you reminds me of a bad there's a b movie reminds me of what we're going through right now reminds me of the thing you know those types of movies that uh used to you know steve mcqueen back when they were young michael landon you know teen wolf all this kind of stuff um <laughs> this reminds me of a very very bad b movie where it's lurking. It's it's stalking us. This virus, the virus is stalking us, and is killing people. Uh, made out of 
killed anybody that you know. Hasn't killed anybody that I know of um, yet. Um, and I, I trust God that that will never be the case. And I pray for those who are afflict, afflicted and uh, affected by it. The fact of the matter is, and this is the hard truth and the facts that we're facing uh, when it comes to this pandemic. We're facing the ugly truth that uh, those who wind up in ICU, and there are literally thousands across the nation that are in ICU from the east to the south to the west to the north. We're in ICU, and just from those numbers of people who are in ICU, they are predicting at least 9,000 more deaths this week. So, you know, yeah, I was asked how do you determine um, and project a death rate, uh, you know, as far as is concerned, it appears that those who de, uh, who, who find themselves, who wind up in ICU, the percentages, the percentile of them coming out is, is 90% against. Yeah. So with that, uh, if that, my friends, is not uh, reason enough for you to take every precaution to protect yourself and your family, then, you know, I, I don't know what will persuade you. I have I have no I have no um, idea what may persuade you. I am an outdoorsman. I love, love, love being outside. I could be, uh, if not for uh, the grace of Almighty God and this, the, the work that I do and engaging with my colleagues at FreedomWorks, FreedomWorks.org, go there and become a part of a movement that is making a different hashtag Love America. Uh, it is really making an effect, impact on our country. FreedomWorks.org, uh, FreedomWorks.org, go there and check it out. But if not for the activities that I find myself in, and yes, we were hiding in our caves. It's a primitive reaction to something uh, that we, you know, are facing. But we believe, at least we think, that somehow we'll be safe from it. And I trust God that we will be. But uh, that's what we're doing. We're hiding in our caves, trying to remain safe from the pterodactyl of coronavirus. Smart thing to do at this point in time. Never thought I'd uh, say, you see, sheltering in place is usually a term that's used once there's an active shooter somewhere, you know, and you get the issue, you get the order issued uh, from law enforcement to shelter in place. That means just hide where, and it basically means hide where you are. 
<laughs> Translate it. Hide where you are. Don't try and get to a better hiding place. Hide where you are. And uh, maybe they won't see you. Maybe it won't get to you, coronavirus. That's usually what shelter in place indicates. A situation where you have something that is actively fatal. And uh, friends, even though they will tell you the truth from from the reactions of everyone and um, now and, and it's uh, it is being stated by the president, of course, by Governor Cuomo, uh, it is being stated that um, we cannot get too confident too quickly. And that's for reasons I, I told you earlier, it's because uh, those who know know that that would not be uh, in the trend. That would not indicate one day would not, of course, cannot indicate a trend. And so, um, yeah, we can't be too confident too soon. Shelter in place, hide in place, because whether you have paid attention, read between the lines or not, you need to start reading between the lines. Oh, this is a great time to become a proficient between the line reader. This would be a great time to become a proficient body language reader. Hmm, I've been proficient at that for years. And friends, let me share a little knowledge with you about body language uh, and reading between lines. This is going to go on farther than they are telling you. Body language is hopeful, uh, wishing it would go away. Uh, That's what, whatever it is that's troubling, that's what body language is saying, Expressions, facial expressions. The eyes are not conveying what the mouth is saying. The same hope that's coming out of the mouth is not coming out of the eyes. Yeah. The, you know, uh, countenance, the person's countenance has changed and the way they hold themselves and, and is interesting to watch you need to prepare we will come through this yes but you need to prepare expecting us to resolve this quickly and God knows we're looking for his speed to do that but you need to prepare for perhaps a worst case scenario I'll tell you why when we return with more of the C.L. Bryant Show. I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. CL back with you on this great day in the USA in spite of everything that is going on. This is still the very best place in my estimation to be if you have to be somewhere while this is going on. Wherever in the world you could possibly be, be grateful if you're in America, that you're in America. And of course, we send our uh, support and um, uh, our encouragement to all of our uh, friends around the globe who listen to this show, uh, you know that I am absolutely pro-American, but right now I am pro uh, our human race, our humanity. And wherever you are, I certainly trust that um, you are, in fact, um, safe and sound and um, pray that whatever transitions that those um, that you may lose in this coronavirus effect um, will be um, with ease and comfort of the peace of God, the Holy Spirit. I certainly hope so. How do you indicate, how do you read between the lines? I'll give you a, a read between the line lesson. Last week, last week, um, the end of last week, the mask by the CDC, um, Center for Disease Control, was recommended and um, pretty much told. We were pretty much told that's what we should do. When we go outside, when we go to a store, or we go out, you know, go somewhere, wear a mask. Um, today, not much reading between the lines to do here. Common sense should prevail. And I'll get back on that common sense thing here pretty soon. Uh, when I talk to you here in just a few minutes, I'll get back on the common sense thing. But when you're told, eat what you have in your refrigerators. Don't go to the grocery store to replenish. Stay at home. Um, not much reading between the lines there. In fact, unless you want to push the envelope of hysteria, you don't want to even get between those lines. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm trying to keep it light because, uh, you know, this could be scary if, it, if, you, if, you, uh, if we didn't. When you're told, and, and, and friends, I mean, you have to, you have to uh, take this to heart. Yeah, there's a virus out there that is basically drowning you 
in your own lung fluid or fluid that accumulates in your lungs and it stresses out your heart to a point where it does not beat. And if you're older and that was the logic, obviously, from the beginning, that if you're older, naturally, you'd have a uh, lesser chance of fighting this off. But come to find out that in, 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 in theory, yes, it's true. Because many older people have come down and have experienced um, health-altering, physically-altering uh, diseases in their life. And so their immune systems are compromised, whereas younger people are not as compromised as those who are older. But you cannot take comfort in that because there are lifestyles and uh, things that are affecting our young people, our American young people, who are terribly out of shape, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're a long way from uh, the 60s when we had a physical, physically fit uh, society, at least. Um, yeah, old people were physically fit back in the 60s. My grandfather could work me right into the ground on, our, on the farm. I still held on to I still hold on to that. He could work. He could work me right into the ground. He was physically fit. I'm physically fit, and I think I'm about his age um, right now, as I remember him. Uh, when I'm as I'm talking about him now, when I was just you know 16, you know my grandfather's about my age. Yeah, was my age. And uh, he, like me, was a physically fit. Great, he was a great specimen of a man. And and, and friends, uh, right now, if you are physically fit, you have a better chance. Get healthy. And if there's nothing else to learn from this, if nothing else to achieve in this, or, or another path that you can begin walking right now. Get on that path, become physically fit. Pastors, uh, I was uh, really blessed to um, uh, be on um, the, the line uh, yesterday with Pastor Michael Kane there in East Texas uh, and with his church service. And then I, I went over to um, my pastor, Pastor James McMenus, um, yesterday. Pastors, I certainly hope that you are teaching your people primitive survival skills. I understand your um, principles, your core values. I'm one of you. I'm, I'm clergy. I never will stop being clergy. I'll always be clergy. Who knows? I may pastor again. Who knows? I don't know. But... You had better teach them to shelter in place now by example. Yeah. The arrogance of uh, thinking that the sun only shines on you and the clouds only 
hover over others is um, yeah, that would be folly. That is pastoral folly. Yeah, that is not being a good shepherd. And I actually heard a pastor saying that uh, when we talk about uh, the the hireling runs when he sees the wolf coming, they equated running and closing the doors of the church to the hireling running from the wolf coming and leaving the sheep unprotected. That is ludicrous theology. <laughs> Uh, of course, uh, you are protecting your sheep from the wolves when you close the sheepfold to the wolf. You you bring them into the sheepfold, <clears throat> and then you make sure that the stone or the the brush or you know the door is blocking the entrance, so that the harm cannot get to the sheep. In this case, you block uh, the sheep from uh, coming out of their safe places. And you, in this technological age as uh, ministers of the gospel, what you have to do is find ways. That's why you should be apt to teach. Uh, it's not, you, not just talking about scripture. It's not just, it's that apt to teach. Yeah, you study your show, you shall prove unto workmen unto God as a minister, you know, who can rightly divide the truth of Scripture. Yeah, who need not be ashamed of that. But you, you have to be apt to teach. And there are many life lessons that pastors, you are called upon now to teach. You see, uh, there's more that to, to pastoring a church than just getting up and uh, opening a Bible on Sundays and ex, ex, expounding uh, expositorily from the word of uh, word of God. No. You are the shepherds of their uh, earthly walk with God. Now, the reason why you want to keep them safe from this is because your people already have enough on their plates to be concerned about when it comes to the testing and the trying of their faith. They, they, they don't need you adding to that stress level by indicating to them that if they don't come out to the building, that somehow they are lesser than believers. They're lesser than Christians for not doing that. Uh, you are doing a disservice if, if that is your approach to this. Because... That, my friends, in my estimation, in my opinion, and I've been a shepherd of flocks for over 40 years. <laughs> huh? I've pastored three churches. I've uh, been on staff at large and small churches around the nations and internationally. And I have a pretty good idea of what being a good shepherd is all about and bringing and exposing the sheep to harm is not being a good shepherd. 
I'm not really sure what book, what um, universe, uh, what um, Shepherd School of Understanding that would be a good idea. I know that it's a good idea in the minds of those who are dogmatically narcissistic, narcissistic. And I pray God that, um, you know, their eyes open and, and understand the, the, it could be tragedy of their folly. Because as I said the other day, I'm going to say it again. I'm going to restress this again. The last thing, the last thing that you want pastors, I'm going to, I have to stress this. I can't, I can't stress this enough to, uh, my clergy friends and to those who want to carry on because, uh, it's a righteous thing to do and all of that type of thing. Don't be ridiculous. Okay. Be a good shepherd. And they, the, the, the sheep are, have been given to you to care for. Your congregations have been given to you to care for. And it, it does you no good at this point to go blazing, uh, you know, glory, hallelujah, uh, with ideology when there is something real there that uh, for your folly in tempting you know, God in this. And, 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 and I'm going to talk about that because these are the times when that type of lessons can be taught. You open your people up to being killed by this and, um, they can give online. And yes, the church must have money to, uh, continue. And it is the most important organism on the face of the planet at this point in time. The church, yes, is the most important organism on the face of the planet at this time because when all else fails, the blessings and the favor, miracles of God are still available to us. When everything else fails, I know that manna can indeed fall from heaven. But you have to be here to see it happen. <laughs> uh, oh, you can be del- oh, deliverance is definitely possible. There's no 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 doubt about it. Deliverance is on the way. It's going to happen. We're about to be delivered from this. We are, but it does us no good to come through the other side of this, losing various family members because. We fail to understand. We fail to do what was necessary to protect the weakest among us. We all become vulnerable when that does not occur. Yeah. Being a good shepherd, that's what you must do. And then uh, when I come back uh, from the break, I want to share something else with you as well that we we must take into consideration as people who need each other. No man's an island. None of us stand alone. Each man's joy is joy to me. And at this point in time, each man's grief 
is my own. As the song says, friends, we need one another. Yeah, sounds like a socialist thing, but it's not. But when it comes to things that affect our planet and all of us as human beings who breathe the air and um, have the blood of life coursing through our veins, we need one another. And we need to defend the idea that each man in situations like this is a brother, each man is a friend. And that should stretch across the lines to government and governments. Yeah, Um, it was through the president's friends uh, that the Chinese uh, did, in fact, send, I think, a thousand uh, was a thousand um, ventilators to New York City. Yeah, it was it was uh, the president's friends, friends of the president sent donated a thousand of those. Uh, the president doesn't have any problem telling you that. But the news media, they'll never tell you. And so that's why their sun is setting and the sun of our uh, alternative media is rising. Because people are looking for truthful outlets. And um, one of the things that I will do here uh, is tell you how it feels. Yeah, I'll tell you how it feels. <laughs> yeah. Right now, it is incumbent upon us to pay attention, be vigilant. Read between the lines, learn the art of body language, because, you know, hey, that's, um, it's being given away. There's so many things that are being given away in body language and, and, um, the mouth saying what the eyes are not conveying, you know, yeah, you're seeing it all over the news right now. And I'm telling you, prepare Prepare for the worst. Expect, let's all expect the very best to come our way, but we should prepare for the worst. And be prepared. I I was a Boy Scout. I was a Cub Scout for a long time. Boy Scout for a short while. Interest changed, but I was a Boy Scout for a while. Of course, our motto was be prepared. And I still believe in that. Even to this day, I like to be prepared. Never caught flat-footed, always ready to stick and move. You learn that in the boxing arena, in the boxing ring. You learn to stick and move. Always be prepared for what you don't see coming. It's the snake that you don't see that will bite you. Unless you're an idiot. I'm CL. This is the CL Bryant Show. I'll be back with more after these words. Don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. D-Rock's latest release, I Am an American. Um, I'm CL, and that was my voice. Stand up, stand up. You Americans, you better do it. And I was happy to loan it to um, D, and he wrote this latest hit. I am an American. Yeah. D-Rock. D-Rock. Hey, um, it is the snake that um, you don't see that will bite you. Unless you're an idiot and stand there and looking at the snake and let it bite you. (laughs) Yeah. And right now we're trying to make certain that we see clearly what may be lurking around um, that tree or under the rocks that we have to turn over now in order to find our way, um, find something that will help us out of this situation. There are various cures that are being batted about, and but a vaccine, um, if you're thinking that a vaccine is going to uh, come along here in the next few months, um, that's not true. There might be some anti-viral uh, something that um, may come about, but um, the um, all the GOP governors, uh, nine states, um, yet to issue full stay-at-home orders amid this epidemic. There's still nine um, states, all with GOP governors, all with Republican governors. And you do understand that it is a certain principle that uh, pastors, conservative pastors, and um, conservative governors uh, in states um like Arkansas and, and so forth, Wyoming, they just believe that this could be an overreach of government. And if if it was not so apparent in the death figures, and let me tell you what's different about um, the the death figures of this type of uh, attack than the death figures of the, the normal uh, influenza. We can see, is, is this what I'm saying about the snake that you don't see that'll bite you? It's the snake that doesn't have the rattlers. 
that'll bite you. The the influenza, the flu, has all the rattlers to let people know to stay the heck away from you and let you know uh, to stay away from people, right? It ha- it, it, it's a rattlesnake that, but this is more like a cotton mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, this is more like a, a, a cotton mouth or a copperhead. You know, this snake coronavirus is capable of hiding in places that look familiar. And it blends in to familiar people and places. It's the snake that you don't see that will bite you. The one that does not shake the rattle when you come near that will get you. And this virus is like that. Yeah, it is like that. And so, uh, friends, when we when we we think about this, um, we have to understand that this coronavirus comes in on people to you who don't know they have it. The sore throat uh, shows up, the sneezing, all of that shows up with the flu. And you feel the scratchy throat and all of that type of thing long before you get the flu and you began to sort of take stuff, uh, break out the Robitussin, put some Tussin on it and uh, break out the Robitussin, right? Uh, And um, because you began to feel as though you're not feeling well. But with this particular virus, when you feel that, those symptoms, when you feel those things, you may have already infected a hundred other people. That's the problem. With this virus, you may have already infected a hundred other people or two other people who you don't even know that you may have actually come in contact with or you may not even know that they have come in contact with you. And the only way to gauge it, if it should happen to you, is to shelter in place so that you know who you have come in contact with. That is the method behind the madness. Huh? Hospitals are facing widespread shortages of um, testing for this virus. People in their 30s, their 40s, and 50s are dying. 
and the emotional tolls that this is taking on our nation is absolutely Listen, you have expected suicide rates to increase, mental illnesses to aggravate because of the sudden change. Oh, this was not an evolutionary change in society. No, 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 no. This was not an evolutionary change whatsoever. This was wake up the next day, keep your behind at home. Uh, This was a wake up the next day and honey, I'm not feeling very well. What's that thing they're talking about? That you woke up that the next day and that was the change in your world. This was no evolutionary thing. This was not something that any of us could get ready for. And that's why we reacted the way we did uh, with the toilet paper and the paper towels and the food items in the, the grocery chains and so forth is because we did not know what to expect. We didn't know what to expect. And uh, friends, I am saying to you, I have said to you uh, here today, earlier on, if you don't get both hours of the show, download free the CL Bryant show app onto your Android or iPhone. There are other platforms, many platforms that you can listen to this show live on, uh, listen to the podcast on. But um, I, I want you to understand that it is time now to at least try this and see if in fact we can trend differently here in these next few days. Now, when I return after the top of the hour, when I return after the top of the hour, I'm going to talk about something that is, um, you know, very controversial, very much, um, uh, on uh, will be coming to the forefront because uh, other topics that do include this aren't talked a lot about except on in the halls of Congress. But there are some things that um, are possible to take place that will not be good as far as you being taken advantage of if they were to take place. Hear me. No, they would not be good if they were to take place. And the climate, we're going to talk a little bit about climate and all that kind of thing um, here in, in just a little bit, climate change, uh, that discussion is, is on its way. And, and no, even though I know some of you may think I'm a knuckle-dragging Neanderthal, um, when you talk about this, especially right now, I want you to know that I want you, the reason I want to talk about it is because I want you guys to notice something. I want all of you, I want all of you uh, to notice something. You people. <laughs> oh, my 
president got in trouble the other day for using that expression in the presence of a black reporter. You, you people are always after me. Oh, man, they went after him for saying. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The the verbal and um, the word police are no, they're definitely out there. They're on their job. And black people, you ought to be absolutely insulted that they think us so fragile. (laughs) You should be absolutely insulted. It's like calling you a snowflake. (laughs) Oh, anyway, we'll be back because we got to talk about these things that um, are going to come into play. And climate change is going to come into play here real soon. Abortion, all of that is going to come into play. Because we have a presidential election coming up. And the, the, the Dems, the Republicans, I mean, not the De- Republicans, but the, um, the, the, the Democrats the, uh, still have to choose their standard bearer. No one's carrying that flag right now. I mean, Joe who? Joe who? Bernie, who? <laughs> I mean, it's gone. Yeah, the president has, and Corona has, um, and this coronavirus have um, pretty much pushed them off the scene. Good. <laughs> I'll be back. Oh, my, I'm driving my liberal friends absolutely batty. That's all right. So many, uh, we usually have guests, and uh, but so many of my guests. You know what? I think I'll try it uh, maybe one day this week. Uh, we've been having difficulties. I've been having difficulties with uh, the phone lines, my call-in lines. And so I hadn't had them up. But I may open up the call-in lines just so we can talk to each other while you're you're at home and not doing anything. Well, we can talk to each other. I think I'll open up the call-in lines perhaps um Thursday or Friday. I may open them up Thursday or Friday. Maybe Friday. I'll open up the call-in lines. And uh, we can talk. And by then we will know just how... Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Back with you on this great day in the USA. 
coming to you throughout the fruited plains within the borders of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. And that is America. You're listening to the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L. Bryant, coast to coast, border to border, and around the globe over Red State, Red State, pardon me, talk radio. And uh, I want to thank all of our terrestrials uh, who play us in in replay um, in various places around the country and also Loving Liberty and uh, Liberty Roundtable, who uh, have us on their platform as well, welcomed us into their families as well. If you're traveling through Times Square above Ripley's Believe It or Not, iconic, I should add, Ripley's Believe It or Not um, is the Red State Talk billboard. And um, every hour, the C.L. Bryant Show does pop up there on that billboard. No C.L.'s face is looking right back on what is now pretty much deserted Times Square. Oh, man, Times Square is, um, you know, is, uh, well, as far as activity and seeing the hubbub of America is concerned, it's one of my favorite places uh, to just witness stand up at the uh, sort of at the there's a place you can stand. Um, I'm not very good with the streets and logistics, uh, but you sort of like looking down to a bowl uh, into Times Square. And um, it, it, it's usually just thousands, hundreds, hundreds of thousands, thousands, tens of thousands, thousands, hundreds of thousands of people uh, you're looking at, especially right now around this time of day and the uh, noonday hour in Times Square. But it's 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 pretty empty. And now you have the um, directives from. All but nine governors to stay home. Uh, We're hearing from the Surgeon General that this may very well be the hardest and saddest week in most Americans' lives. Why? Because they are going to lose unexpectedly loved ones that they just last week would not have dreamt, would not have uh, ever dreamed of losing it's going to be sad. And friends, all of you know um, that that know me and have listened through the show that I've lost my 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 wife uh, over the course of uh, the last few months. And um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's been a, it's been uh, going on two months now. You know, since I've just a month since I've come back to the the radio, been back to the show, almost a month since I come back to the show. And she had been ill. Jane had been ill for a long time. No one really knew it because she had um, a great spirit. Um, she didn't come off as though she was ill until the very last two weeks, three weeks, maybe I'll say a month of her life. Did she really, really show signs of uh, great deterioration? So I expected, um, you know, I anticipated uh, it wasn't a surprise. God had prepared me for it. I was prepared for it, even though our prayers was that, you know, he would uh, spare her life. He had done that for 10 years. Yeah, he had done that for 10 years. Oh, man, even before then, uh, Jane was bitten by a recluse down on our place and on our property in Louisiana. 
And uh, we thought it was something, a uh, pimple or something, you know, that uh, an ant bite that, you know, was funny. No, it was a recluse bite down on her leg, down on her lower uh, ankle. And we, by day two, I think it was, of watching this become worse, I said, no, kid, we got to go to the hospital. And so I took her to, uh, well, I took her to the clinic because we have insurance, you know, we have our own private, had a doctor and so forth. Um, spider bite. And if you had gotten here yesterday, if you come in tomorrow, you're going to lose this leg. God had been so gracious to us over the years, going back 20 years as far as sickness is concerned, Jane, because that spider bite made her sick, really sick. Could have took her out. It could have killed her. And then um, she began the bouts with cancer uh, 10 years ago. And, you know, we turned our eyes to, to the Lord and he kept her here, you know, all of that time, all of that time. In fact, it was, yeah, all of that time. 2009, actually, is when, um, 11 years. And so what I'm getting at, the reason I mention that is that I had years to consider and ponder and all of that type of thing. If it was me that was gone, Jane would have had years. Well, I'm not. I'm not ill. I mean, at all. But uh, it, but if it, the shoe had been on the other foot, let's just say, and it was me who had been sick, then Jane would have had years to have prepared. For life without me. But friends, let me tell you, there's no preparing for it. And I don't know if this happening suddenly to the unsuspecting is worse than it's happening to someone who's been in a long-term relationship and saw that it was winding down. I don't know what's worse. Because what the reason they're, they're saying that this could be the saddest week, two weeks, in American life is because people are going to be losing loved ones who were formerly the pictures of health just a couple of weeks ago. I don't know what's worse, losing them like that or coming out of a long-term relationship like I had with my wife. And I, 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 the grief has to be the same. I have many more memories to grieve over, but the grief has to be just as hard-hitting for the unsuspecting. It's one thing to be in a relationship with someone who you know is terminal, as far as the doctor is saying. 
then 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 in in my estimation you know and that's the only way i can i can do it is you know uh, in my estimation, it must be it must is probably tougher. I would think on someone who is planning a bright future, having to wear shades because the future is so bright. And and and, and let's, we're going to talk about the economy here in just a little bit because that's that's what's affecting us. That's what's affecting. The, the stock market and the 401ks and, and, and all of our, you know, you know, portfolios and so forth. That's what, oh man, that's what's, that's what's affecting them is the fact that there is grief involved. There's grief involved with an economy that was just a month ago, three weeks ago. Booming, but booming, and then it died. We were in a great position with our oil as far as pushing it out and letting it flow in its uh, in the way we were producing it, but now there's a glut of it. There's there's oil everywhere. <laughs> Gee whiz, I bought gas in Denver for 146. I gotta get my my friend, oil man, um, Mike Woods back on with me. Yeah. Educator Mike Woods. Uh businessman extraordinaire, but he's you know, oil and gas is his primary business. I mean, even though he's he's a wealthy man, I mean wealthy people take hits too. And believe me, he's taking a hit. I have interest in oil and gas. I'm not as well, you know, no, no, nowhere, nowhere near as well as Mike. <laughs> nowhere, nowhere, even that ballpark. But, uh, but even, even um, whatever royalties and residuals, whatever have you, uh, that that oil landowners were getting those those checks. Of, <laughs> what 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 royalty checks? Are you kidding me? There's nobody getting anything off oil and gas now. It's drying up. It is un- it can be a, it's going to be a sad week. Sad two weeks death-wise. People are killing themselves. Suicide rates are predicted to go up over this hopelessness. This is <laughs> Uh, important. We pay attention. Be prepared. Be prepared. Talk to your families. If you haven't had the talk with your families and children, and your, you know, if you haven't had talk with them, um, you um, need to have a game plan. Each one of them, and um, um, before we move to the next topic, I want to share with you some some insight as to how the Bryant family, my children, and I, and we had to have our our family um, meeting here next week. I probably might call it before then. We got to have our family meeting here over phone here. But um, the way you're going to have to do it if you have a designated spot, if if things go to go from bad to worse is you're going to have to make sure that uh, if you're going to travel to a designated spot, 
You go and you tell your doctors what you are going to do. And you get tested. And you go on to your spot uh, using as much precaution as you can, hoping that when you get there, everybody else has followed protocol and you are all in a safe, corona-free environment. And if it's a remote spot, like uh, a designated spot like my family would would go to, um, then you should be okay if you have everything you need there. You should be okay. Right? Um, <clears throat> you, you need to talk to your families. I know families are, are getting closer, but also I'm seeing um, reports of uh, escalated um, domestic abuse. Yeah. It should be a, ch- a time and a chance for us to get closer, but uh, there is also as reports that domestic abuse is rising and fuses are short because you know what people fight the most over, don't you? Huh? As a former pastor, you know, a hands-on pastor and counselor, pastoral pastoral counselor. The biggest arguments in most families is over money. That's always been the case. Secular and non-secular uh, and religious counselors will tell you that if couples come to them, if they're having a problem, it doesn't matter what age they are. That problem is going to be centered around either their lack of money or their lack of coordination in raising kids. And if you have a problem with both of them in times like these with no money and you all don't agree on how uh, the kids should be handled when the kids are not going to school. Huh? Yeah, when the kids are not going to school and there's little money. And the two of you disagree on how the kids should be raised. There's going to be some tension. Helpline should open up uh, for couples that want to call and and so forth um, to deal with that. Because one of the mechanisms that does indeed help us deal with our shortcomings in our home lives and family lives is the fact that you go to work. And many times you're able to throw yourself into your work, thus thus dulling the pain of what you experience at home. But at least you're making money. Now the pain at home is still there, but you have something else that's going on. You don't have any money. And right now, you know, um, you're wondering if uh, your government is going to, well, the government is going to send it to you. Those of you who are, I think, um, households who make under um, 100, 100 grand a month, 
I mean, a, a, um, a, a year. You very well. Uh, well, you're going to receive m- most all of you. I think 90%, 95% going to receive a check from the government to help you through. And so uh, that's a bright side, but people are at each other's throats now. Yeah, it should bring us closer. But the reality of it is those who were in trouble before this hit, they're in worse trouble now. Those who were in uh in, and oddly, in some cases, I've seen this happen throughout my uh, career um, in, in my counseling and pastoral and, and counseling career. I um, have seen this happen. I've seen where hard times actually did, in fact, heal rough edges and rough places in relationships. I've seen that happen as well, the reverse. So for many, it could be a blessing. But for many, if times were tough before this, chances are, chances are, they're tougher now. If you if you didn't have any gas money or bus fare or uh, whatever it was that you were lacking before this hit, before this happened, chances are, things are worse for you now. And that's why we must be good neighbors. And um, and even though I'm, I don't buy into the brother's keeper philosophy, I do indeed buy into being a good neighbor. We'll talk a little bit about both of those uh, ideas when I come back, both the brother's keeper and being a good neighbor. What's the difference in the two of them when we return? Also, we still have to talk about climate change. And how this uh, knuckle-dragging Neanderthal, it makes me happy. (laughs) Um, You know, I'm going to give you my opinion on that. On why this pushes that so far off the the burner. Makes climate change and stuff like that a cold issue. Talk about it. We're going to talk about it before the show uh, comes to a close. Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Lifted high, our hearts. 
CL, back with you on this great day in the USA throughout the fruited plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet. The greatest success story the world has ever known. America and friends, our duty now, our job as citizens now, patriots, is to return her to that place where we were bound for before this hit. And I do believe that in some cases, in many cases, uh, what happens is that um, we do need to take inventory of who we're giving credit for our success and um, grace and glory too, and and, uh, prosperity too. And we should give glory to God for that. This nation is blessed from sea to shining sea by our creator. And it's in our founding documents that our um, freedoms, our liberties, the things that we enjoy, our pursuit of our happiness, it comes from the, the creator, the God of nature. That's what, that's who Jefferson was referring to. And friends, as Reagan said, if in fact um, we forget that we are one nation under God, we will be a nation that is gone under. Pardon me. It is a nation that will be gone under. And so let's not lose sight on um, where the blessed from sea to shining sea comes from. It's not any blessing that we can give it. We can't bless the fruited plains at all. In any way, shape, or form, we can only uh, use the sweat of our brow to make it yield to our will. It brings forth fruit, brings forth vegetables, and feeds our animals with the fruit and the vegetables and the grain. And the, you know, that's we 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 didn't bless that. The sweat of our brow made it yield, but that's what we were told it would do. That's what if we sweated and dug in the earth and that's what we were told it would do. That's how we would eat by the sweat of our brow. Now there are some neighbors of ours who may be having trouble eating. And, um, uh, I was alluding before I left for break, uh, the short break, um, that there is a difference in being a good neighbor and your brother's keeper. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You you can be a good neighbor all the time. Sometimes that's by minding your own business, staying out of people's business and keeping your nose in your own yard on your own property. If you have acreage on your own uh, estate. <laughs> OK, <laughs> you, you you just mind your own business. That, too, can be a good neighbor, being a very good neighbor. Um even though we're involved in just about everybody's affairs on the globe, um, we're basically good. We don't, we don't really want to pester in other people's business. We really don't want to do that. But we find ourselves sometimes not being good neighbors and we're wanting to be our brother's keeper, which puts anyone who, um, takes on that role, takes on that mantle. It puts you in a situation where you determine how long they're kept. If they're kept at all. And how you're going to keep them. Do they like the way you're keeping them? It puts the onus on you as the keeper to 
see that they're kept. That's not the way it is with good neighbors. <laughs> I'm not trying to keep my neighbor in any way, but I'm there to help him. If I can help him, I will help my neighbor. But you never want to be your neighbor's keeper and you never want them to keep you, nor do you want government to become your keeper. You want government to be good neighbors because uh, that's what you created even more so of when you send the representative to Washington, D.C. You created a better neighbor of those who may have voted for him with you or those who may have voted against him against you. You still got a chance to see each other's hand and uh, saw what type of um, thing you needed to confront. Neighbors see those types of things in their neighborhoods. And none of them are being kept one of the other. They're just simply being good neighbors. It's a total difference in, in uh, being your brother's keeper, being a good neighbor. Now we're called upon to love God, love our neighbor as ourself. In other words, uh, if he's in trouble, help him, help them, help them. The same, because you'd get yourself out of that jam, wouldn't you, if you could? Sure, you, if you're able to help your neighbor, help them. Cautiously. <laughs> because this thing, this is a killer. This is no joke. And the body language, the expressions on uh, the, the people who are bringing us the blow by blow on this, their body language and their um, facial expressions, give it away. And watch, look at their eyes. I'm an old master at this. Uh, their lips many times are expressing things uh, more positively than their eyes are conveying them. Oh, yeah, there's honesty. There has to be, there's room. There has to be honesty. We must be able to trust what they are saying. And I heard somebody uh, say this uh, the other day, if ever there was an opportunity uh, for <laughs> a, a, a hoax, a big hoax to be played on the American people, this is it. But friends, unless they can uh, falsify the deaths and death certificates and uh, unless the morgues are lying and complicit with everyone uh, going along with it and the bodies are not stacking up, unless uh, this is uh, some giant uh, uh, invasion of the earth, um, Orson Wellian, Orson Wellian type of uh, attack on the American psyche, this, this is real. Um, millions of Americans are stuck at home and you know what's happening? <laughs> so there must be money, huh? And they must be expecting something to happen because guess what? Alcohol and marijuana sales are surging. People are staying at home getting high. <laughs> Oh, I, you know, I, and I, you know, I, I hadn't really thought about it, <laughs> but, um, I guess that's 
one way to be passive. I'm, I, I'm not. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I am not advocating this at all. No. But I know that idle uh, minds are the devil's workshop. <laughs> I mean to tell you the truth. There might be people. I mean, and see, that's where the depression and then the suicide and all that kind of thing, that's where it ticks up again. Because we are, listen. Friends, you don't know, you may not realize how close to the edge some people were and they were just about because of the uh, strides in unemployment and the surplus in jobs that we had. There were people who were actually greedy with jobs. Uh, there were so many jobs around that there were people who could have three jobs if they wanted them. Three of them. I mean, young people. I, I have a, a daughter, a granddaughter, uh, Brittany, where we raised her. Um, I have a, a granddaughter who had three jobs. She's single, no children, good looking. <laughs> yeah, she had to be. She's my granddaughter. And um, she had three jobs. She was just socking away, just sacking, throwing money in the bank. <laughs> you know? That's what all you young people should be doing. And you were doing it. I, I, saw, I saw you. I saw young people beginning to turn the corner. They had their first jobs. They didn't really know how to work, but they were learning. They were beginning to intern in various places because there were people who were sponsoring that type of thing. Things were beginning to hum in a very positive way. And all of a sudden, people who uh, were about to kick drinking and those people who were about to kick drugs, now they're idle. Are you you understanding the full impact here? Now they are idle. Hey, good. Alcohol and marijuana sales. Up, people are self-medicating, trying not to be depressed. What are we watching? What are we seeing? What's unfolding here? And this is the question that must be considered. This is the question that we have to ask. This is the question that we need to ask. This is it. Here it is. Just how big of a step Backwards. Will we take? Because, friends, we had taken a giant leap economically forward. We had taken a giant leap forward. So, just how big a step have we taken backwards? How many people who were on the verge of being free from being a junkie just descended? They had, they had gotten themselves a job. They had 
there's some money that was about to, uh, and, and see, I used to counsel with people who were all, who were right there on the edge and they were expecting, they needed the type of breakthrough that had occurred in America. They didn't get it under the past administration. They got it under this one in the last three and a half years. Things were turning around. Listen, the homeless are homeless still. That's a topic that's not being discussed. No, it's not being discussed. And and another thing that's not being discussed is the fact that uh, there was a deep state operation to try and take out the president of the United States politically that failed. There was an impeachment that did, in fact, go down as an impeachment in the House of Representatives but it did not go down as impeachment in the Senate. The president exonerated. Yeah. There are so many things that we could be talking about that we should be talking about. And there are so many different positions that we should be in, that we could get in if we were sound again economically. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And that person who was just coming out of the malaise of not having a job, yeah, not having had income that they earned for a long time, they were beginning to pull themselves out of the dregs. This comes along. Push them right back down there. Crime was going down. Crime was trending downward. Crime in a prosperous society, many times, unless it's organized, petty crime goes down because People have jobs, even if they're petty jobs. It stops them from being petty criminals. Huh? They have jobs. That, how, just how big of a step backwards did we take here? How big of a step forward will it be for us when it comes to examining certain ideology that is religion in so many quarters, like climate change. I actually think that we may take a step backwards as far as our societal um, evolution is concerned. We may actually devolve. But because of that step backwards in not being as close as we, and, and, and having that in the forefront of our thinking, uh, 
the way we think about it. Because, folks, this will change. This is going to change our um, the way we approach one another until we're certain. Hmm? This this is going to change that. And yeah, hey, look, people are still going to get together. People are still going to hook up, all that type of thing. They're going to do that, but it's going to be much more cautious. I know it's going to be that way with me. <laughs> and um, uh, now that I find myself um, here alone. And to tell you the truth, Jane and I were so outgoing. <laughs> we probably would have gave each other. <laughs> oh, my. That's just the way it was. And so... um what, how big of a step backwards are we truly going to take? How much in demand are mentors and mentees at this point in time? I think they're, I think they're in huge, huge demand. Big brothers, big sisters, because kids don't understand, especially those whose parents may be slipping off the edges. Single parents, um, there, are, there are moms out there that need the support of older women uh, by phone, email, text. You, they are in your families. You don't have to look far. You don't have to go looking for them. They're in your families. Call them. And let them feel safe in sharing their concerns with you. Let them feel safe in sharing their concerns with you and you with them. We need one another at this point in time. We're going to take a step forward when it comes to climate change. And I'm going to talk about that as we come to the, uh, we're going to take a step backwards when it comes to social evolution. (laughs) It's all going to be interesting. It's all going to be a stone gas, honey. You can bet your last money. Wasn't that Don Cornelius? <clears throat> Don Cornelius. Don Cornelius had killed himself. <laughs> he killed himself. Anthony Bourdain. What did um, Dave Chappelle had the best job in the world? Killed himself. Suicide is on the rise. I'm CL. Be right back. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. So you cleaned me up inside. You thought I was to die Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. 
God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always in the heaven hand. And for the flag I stand. Wow. You know, uh, questions over whether uh, pet to human transmission of COVID-19 is answered after New York Bronx Zoo Tiger has tested positive for Corona. New York Bronx Zoo Tiger has tested positive for coronavirus. That answers, and it absolutely directly contradicts what was said a couple of days ago by um, uh, a physician that said, and see, it just proves that they don't, you, they don't know. They don't know. Because we were told a couple of weeks ago, of course, I don't have any pets um, uh, at all. I have my, my environment that I'm in right now is probably as sterile as any that can be. Um, and I may go out and contaminate it. I don't know. I may not go out this week. I don't know. See, that's where we are, and that's what's causing the, the thing. But they're telling us, they told us last week that you couldn't pass it from a pet to human or human to pet. So now with this thing, with the uh, that, you have other questions. Why uh, aren't people who are serving food delivery or pickup required to wear a mask? Huh? All of it's changing. All of it is changing. It's going to change right in front of your very, very eyes. You order food in or you, you go through uh, a drive. I, I don't know. I, you, I, I just buy it and cook it here now. And, and listen, there is nobody that likes like to eat out more than me. <laughs> but, you know, my wife, Jane, was a chef. And um, so... Um, she's one of the best um, cooks ever, 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 ever. And um, we, you know, ate a lot, you know, at home. But we and we relished, we loved going out to eat, you know, as frequently. We did it frequently, frequent flyers, and all of that's changed. Things have changed. And what's really going to be a game changer if we find out that this thing travels on pets, this thing travels on animals. That can of worms has just been opened with the uh, identification that the uh, tiger at the Bronx Zoo has tested positive for coronavirus. I mean, everybody's just about on the brink of hysteria anyway. So, this, now this. And we're being told that this is going to be uh, the saddest week, uh, two weeks in America, in America that we can, we'll have in our memory. We'll always remember it. And now we have other stuff to deal with, but we're going to have to deal with it. 
Are you hearing me? We cannot, we will not send up at any time the white flag of surrender. We will be found trying to heal ourselves uh, through the uh, uh, auspices of God's grace. Give us minds to work and minds for this type thing to physician heal, heal. Can you do that? We need the grace of God. We're not talking about climate change. Why? Because, okay, if you're dead now, (laughs) why worry about it? If you're not going to be here, you're going to be somewhere else watching this unfold. Nobody's talking about climate change. You know what people are talking about? They're talking about their eternal salvation. They're talking about their health. Things that matter. Online, I believe, um, I have a check-in with my pastor to see how many uh, actually tuned in yesterday. But online, I mean, you know, it has been astronomical in the upper, you know, thousands and thousands of people have been tuning in. And I was expecting that to double on um, Good Friday. And who knows what Easter Sunday is going to be like? Who knows? So look between the lines. Read the body expression. There are things that we have been talking about that are no longer important. In fact, by them not being talked about gives you uh, an idea of what is immediately important to you. And it's not climate change. (laughs) Although I will not be surprised if somehow Nancy decides that she wants to put something in the bill to make sure that coronavirus does not contribute to climate change. I will not be surprised if that happens. (laughs) But what are we not talking about? You will find that the things that are least important to you in reality, you're not talking about them now. Joe Biden is one of those things. (laughs) Bernie Sanders is one of those people, is one of those things that's obviously not important. Because it is evident that nobody is talking about them. So they're not important. The things that are not important to us at this point in time, the things that are immediately uh, irrelevant to us at this point in time, that's immediately irrelevant. How do you tell 
what they are, you're not talking about them. And you're not talking about Bernie. You're not talking about Biden. And you're not talking about climate change. It's not immediately relevant because the air, the sun, all of it's still, the seasons are still changing. But there's a virus out there. So I won't be surprised if if somehow in some pork barrel, whatever, they're going to reach in there and throw in this bill something. Don't be surprised if it happens. Nancy's going to come up with something that causes that put puts in that bill that coronavirus. We need to study whether it lends itself to um, climate change. <laughs> that ain't funny, but it's funny how they are abusing us at this point in time. You see, they know that we're going to come out of this at some point. At some point, we're going to get past this, right? At some point, we are going to get past this. I certainly believe and trust God that it's going to be sooner than later. But at some point, we're going to get past this, and they know it. And they want to have legislation in place that will have you and I beholden to them and enslaved to big government. It's a perfect time to do it. You can't let this crisis go to waste. It's a perfect time to do it. Have us enslaved to big government. How do we get here? How do we, how, how do we have that happen? It happened during the corona, coronavirus epi, epidemic. They put things in bills that appeared to be helpful to the general populace. But it was pork designed to stimulate spending on green things. We're being duped. Oh, yeah, I'm I'm all in favor of saving our planet. I'm a, a farm boy. You know, I am. I'm an outdoorsman. Of course I am. But I think that anybody that loves a tree, like I do, yeah, yeah, I'm a tree hugger. I am. I'm a conservative. I am, but I love trees. I love love watching them grow. I love a healthy planet. There's there's only a fool would say he's not. I don't care who he is. So the liberals don't have a very mute a moot have a very moot point there. Of course I, of course, I, I, I love <laughs> uh, trees, but we're not talking. We're not talking about that now, are we? We're talking about living to see tomorrow. The things that are immediately irrelevant. How do you know they're immediately irrelevant? You don't talk about them. Yeah. All of the people who are important to you right now, I promise you that you have talked to them in the last two weeks. I promise you you have. 
anyone who's important to you, you have talked to them, you have communicated with them in the last two weeks. You communicate with them regularly. You know how they're doing right now. You know how they are right now. And if you don't, you need to, when you get off, the, in fact, I'm going to, there's a couple of my children that I need to call. I haven't heard from them in a couple of days. But actually, in that case, no news is usually good news. <laughs> you know. And so, um, we will prevail. I will end the show as I began it here today. Americans, we shall prevail. This too will pass. It shall pass away. If there is anything that is true about our human experience and our human existence is that things change and uh, they do get better. Sometimes they get worse. But because of what God has given us, ingenuity and the ability to pursue happiness, we will find our way out of this situation by his grace as he strengthens us to move forward. Well, friends, I, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day. I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk with you again, my heartfelt desire is that you stay safe and that God will bless and keep you all. <laughs>